Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. I am Will Notar and I am joined from the heartland of Nebraska football itself, the great state of Nebraska. My great grandpa, or sorry, not great grandpa, my grandpa and biggest Husker <laughs> fan I know, Husker Dan. How's it going over there in Husker Nation? It is just great. We're in the uh, back end of the ice box here in, uh, in beautiful eastern uh, Nebraska, but yeah, <laughs> spring is just here warmer. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we have five five topics to talk about today. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start off with the transfer portal. This one's gonna take the majority of our time. Um, so the question you kind of posed to me was this: uh, Well, we're gonna we're gonna incorporate a few other things because Nebraska's got uh, decently lucky with transfer portal uh, gets, I guess, in uh, the in this last week. So uh, the question you kind of posed to me was: this Transfer portal is good or bad? Uh, I think after this past week as a Nebraska fan, I'm going to say it's good because uh, we get yep. Casey Thompson and uh, Trey Palmer, the uh, wide receiver from LSU. Um, but yeah, any, I, mean, I guess, I guess since you posed the question, I should also ask that to you. So if, what do you, what do you think of Chester Portal? You know, uh, I know that there are coaches probably who just absolutely hate the transfer portal, and I get it because the coaches have they, have, they not only have to recruit kids in high school, they have to uh, recruit the kids once they get to campus. Then once they enter this transfer portal, they got to recruit kids to come in and take their place. Yeah. And it's like it, recruiting used to be a kind of a seasonal thing. Yeah, I know that they, they're recruiting all the time, but there were there's some lulls in there now. Um, I think you can sign a transfer portal as long as you have a scholarship, uh, you know, available. I think you can do that up to yeah. the start of uh, the season. I mean, obviously the kid would have to get enrolled in school and yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Uh-huh. The sooner the better. But but uh, I, was, I was just looking up in the past uh, to see how Nebraska has fared. And you mentioned a couple of gems that Nebraska just got, but uh, you know, you look at uh, uh, Vince Ferragama and that was way before your, before you were born, Will, but Vince came from university of California, transferred to Tom Osborne and to Nebraska and uh, became an NFL quarterback, started the the Super Bowl against the Steelers. um, Oh, wow. And then, and then you had Scott Frost came from uh, Stanford. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a bad transfer. And then yeah. uh, Zach Taylor, who now is coaching the Cincinnati Bengals, he was the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year back when Zach played uh, under Callahan. Yeah, um, great player, great kid, uh, and and turns out to be a, a great coach. And then then you start looking j- just off the top of my head. You got Justin. Fields, uh, who uh, went to Oklahoma, or excuse me, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and then mm-hmm. Russell Williams transfers into Wisconsin. Those were all. Or Russell Russell Wilson is that what you meant? Russell Wilson. What did I say? You said Russell Williams. Yeah, Wilson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and those guys weren't just home runs; they were grand slams. They were yeah. great players. Uh, but I, I think that, as you said, this this past week has been exceptional. I, you know, I knew that, that Nebraska was recruiting uh, Casey Thompson out of Texas. I didn't really think that Nebraska had much of a chance. I thought Chuba 
Purdy out of Florida State would be the one who would get it. Now they, they're tell, saying that they're still going after Chuba. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Somebody have to be leaving the, the quarterback room. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work, but, but I, and you, before we get too uh, excited, you know, these guys haven't played it down for uh, football for Nebraska, but yeah, but uh, picking up uh, Trey Palmer uh, as a wide receiver, he was at LSU and, and he's known Mickey Joseph since, uh, since uh, uh, he, Trey was on uh, a ninth grade, a ninth grader in Louisiana. So, oh, wow. um, so these, these uh, coaching hires by Frost are starting to pay off, I think, in a big, big time scale. And I got to think, I have to think that, uh, that uh, uh, Mark Whipple had something to do with that too. So you yeah. got, he has some, uh, some really good players coming in here, maybe even great players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Palmer's yeah. a five star. Uh, I'm not sure what um, what I think Casey was a five star also out of high school. I'll look that um, up. So, yeah, so these are these are pretty significant picks for Nebraska, and then then you have to like uh, what uh, Donovan Wyola did with on the offensive line. We got we got two gems. Uh, one from uh, Oklahoma State and the other one from Northern Colorado. What do you know about mm-hmm. those guys? Uh, I don't know too much about them. I did see I did see this on them, and I think that that's good getting someone from Oklahoma State who is like Oklahoma State's a not run first school, but they do run the ball a lot. Um, so you get that kind of experience there in the training, and their offensive line has done pretty well uh, at least this past season uh, running the ball. But, uh, yeah, and I, I didn't see the kid from uh, Northern Colorado that much. But, uh, yeah. Uh, and then Casey, Casey Thompson was a four-star four at a high school. Four, okay. Um, the, uh, going back to Hunter Anthony, he's, you got to look at just the size. Six foot six, 320 pounds. And then Kevin Williams, who is actually from Omaha North High School, my alma mater, 6'5", 330. Wow. So they got some. And the, the important thing, and I think that we can get more excited about the transfer portal than the recruits coming in from high school, is that these these players are proven entities. They they have started games. They've had yeah. what it's like under fire. And i got to believe those kids can hit the road running come, obviously, this spring and spring practice, but, but more importantly, uh, uh, this fall. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, Yes, the the size. I mean, you're not gonna you you can re, you can recruit for size, but it's a little bit harder considering Nebraska is not one of the elite. Um, like I mean, they, they are elite compared to like Boise State or something like that. But right. you're not gonna go to Nebraska if you have the chance to go to Ohio State usually. But yeah, it's uh, you always wonder. Um... You know, in this case, uh, before we got uh, uh, Trey Palmer to come there, um, you wonder what, what what was the attraction for Craig Casey to come to Nebraska? You know, it's like is he leaving something or is he running to something? Yeah, and I think he's. I think it's a great opportunity. Uh-huh. I guess the kid unflappable. Tim Beck uh, coached him uh, while Tim was at uh, in Texas, and uh, and he was saying what 
this kid does not get rattled. Casey is just an amazing athlete, and he is he uh, he watches film. I mean, when other kids would rather be, you know, doing whatever else, he's watching yeah. film. He's trying to get his game better every day, and and I think Husker fans have to be pretty excited about that. I, I'm I'm jacked up about that. I oh don't yeah, to get same. Excited until you know the kids actually perform, but yeah, in this case. The, the dynamic duo, Casey and uh, and uh, Trey Palmer, are are going to, I think, have their impact on on uh, Nebraska this fall. There's not going to be like, oh, in two or three years, no, I, it's going to have an immediate impact. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, and I mean, I watched film of him of Casey Thompson against Oklahoma. Even though Texas yeah. loses that, even though Texas loses that game, um, that's more Texas's defense's fault versus Casey Thompson's fault. He threw for five touchdowns in that game. And yep. th- I think three of them were like plus 20-yard touchdowns, and they were yeah. really, really good throws. He looked really good in that game. Um, and he's looked really good for Texas all season. I think, as you said about like running to something versus running away from something, I think he's making the smart decision and getting away from Texas before that implodes because I don't think Steve Sarkeesian is the guy at Texas. Um, and – for his develop for Casey's development as a quarterback, I think playing in the Big Ten is much better because really Big Twelve defenses outside of Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State are really not that great, and you're not going to get a lot of pressure. So it's I think it's better for him to be in the Big Ten uh, career wise if he wants to play in the NFL, which I assume he does if he's committing that much time to like film and stuff like that. Which I th- I admire that I think that's awesome, um, and that's really important because. Like Martinez made mistakes, but every, I mean, all these quarterbacks make mistakes. You have to learn. It's the, the ones who want to learn from the mistakes are the ones that do well. And I, yeah, I, like Martinez wants to learn from, I think all quarterbacks want to learn from their mistakes, but it's the ones that put in the most time um, to watch the film and figure out what's wrong and then practice it and fix it. And I don't think Adrian Martinez was putting enough effort for that. So I would say that I'm way more excited and way more up on Nebraska this year with Casey Thompson and Trey Palmer than I would have been if it's Adrian Martinez and Trey Palmer. Yeah, I think going into this fall, if um, if Scotty, if, if Adrian stayed on and Scotty, you know, played him as the starter, I'm, you know, I and uh, there's so many things that go into the success or the failure of a football program and and certainly uh adrian made his share of mistakes but i don't i don't think all those losses are just on his shoulders i think oh yeah no they're definitely not i wasn't saying that but no no i know that i know you weren't uh but uh it'll be interesting to see I, i think you know with the talent that's coming back we have some starters on the offensive line and putting these two guys uh, in that in that mix, it's going to, you know, if those guys are as good as we think they are, they're going to make that uh, offensive line a really competitive battle this fall, and that's not a bad thing. I I was thinking earlier before uh, before they were say, they announced that they're going after uh, Casey Thompson and uh, and Chuba that maybe we would lose some quarterbacks. Uh, because hey, these guys are already on campus, and you know, and you got uh, Logan who started uh, the Iowa game. Logan yeah. Sellers, 
And, uh, you know, he deserved to, well, it doesn't work that way. When you go into a, a Big Ten season or any season and your quarterback core has a collective uh, number of starts as one in your whole quarterback room, Scotty did the exact that you got to do that. You had to get somebody else in there. Yeah. And, and and if he brings Chubby in there, so be it. I, I, that's fine. Uh, I really think that the other quarterbacks, I really, really like uh, uh, Heinrich Harburg out of uh, Kearney Catholic in Kearney, Nebraska. I really like mm-hmm. that kid. I think his potential is great. Uh, and maybe under the tutelage of Mark Whipple, you know, the, the, look what he did to, to pick it at, at Pitt. Yeah, um, you know, uh, I I really, I mean, I'm opt- I'm very optimistic, and I, I Husker fans haven't had a whole lot of optimism uh, lately. Yeah. <laughs> so I, Husker fans deserve this, and I'm just excited to, to see what happens. Um, I know we have a, a game coming up in Dublin. I know we're going to talk about that. I don't know if you're done talking about the transfer portal, but. Uh, um, I I would think if, if this thing goes on, and I I seriously I shouldn't say that I I'm about fifty fifty on that. I don't know if they'll do the game because of the COVID outbreaks. Uh, yeah. And, and and what Dublin is going to require, you're going to have to make commitments. I would say like now, if you're going to be in or you're out. Yeah. Um, and then part of me says, why the heck do we? Why are we going to Dublin? Is it a, it's a recruiting advantage? Mm. Uh, yeah, I have no clue. Well, I, I mean, we can talk about that if you want to uh, real quick, but like. You want to go back to the transfer portal, that's fine too. No, I think we, I think we can, I think we kind of exhausted that a little bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. And I think Casey Thompson is the guy for Nebraska uh, in this coming season. And it's, as you said, I, I do believe it's going to make a huge impact right away. Because he has yep. the arm strength, he can stay in the pocket. That that's what you need in the Big Ten quarterback if you're going to succeed in the Big Ten. So he can still run. That's that's yeah. Hard. That's hard. He's not the just a stay in the pocket kind of uh, quarterback. I think I think uh, Whipple Whipple said something that and I think you and I have talked about this, but in his uh, press conference after he was just came on board. Somebody asked him about what offense he was going to run. He says, we're going to make the offense around the talent we have. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, uh, I, I think that's, that speaks a lot about, you know, what, you know, where he's coming from. And I, uh-huh. I don't know, I don't know if Whipple is the guy, but I, I certainly liked hearing that end of things. Um uh, and then just reducing mistakes, that's the that's the huge issue. Nebraska could have won, you know, could have, would have, should have. Yeah. Uh, probably at least eight and maybe nine games this this fall, Just but they just shot themselves in the foot. And exactly. I don't know, can't wave a magic wand to somehow just change that. And I, that, that's, the, that's the task. You can add players, but you're going to have to, have to come up with something that will get this team uh, out of its own way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also the offensive line transfers, I think will help too, because we were aligned. I mean, our running game really did nothing last year. Uh, I mean, it wasn't as effective as it usually is. Like, 
comparing last year and the year before his running game to outside of Adrian Martinez to like right. the Rex Burkhead offenses uh, from right. 2012, the uh, uh, oh my goodness, why am I forgetting his name? Um, they, Amir, Amir Abdullah. Yeah. Amir Abdullah uh, from 2015. And like those offensive line, like, we get offensive linemen who are doing really well, and then our running game is good. We could have had Amir Abdullah in our offensive line now, and I don't think Amir Abdullah does as well as he does with the way our offensive yeah. line is playing right now. So I think those transfers help a lot uh, with with the running game. So, yeah, uh, it's again, this is going to be. Uh, we don't. I, I don't know if you thought too much about this double deal. Before Nebraska played Kansas State in, in Tokyo, that was back at about 1990, 1991, something like that. Wow. And I don't, I don't get those games. Uh, I get you want to expand the, the like game scope of football. I, yeah, I get that. But for every one of those games, you, you look at if, if, if this were going to be a home game, which it was not, it was going to be. It was a it was a home game for Northwestern. Uh, all those businesses, all those hotels, car rentals, uh, restaurants, mm-hmm. they lose they lose out on all the revenue that would have been uh, accumulated. And, and Husker fans pour into Northwestern. It's, you know, you're in the Chicago area with great restaurants and you know, it's yeah. a great city. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I don't I don't get I get it, but I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, if it if it doesn't if that game doesn't go off it will not break my heart and I'm sure the uh, <laughs> owners in and around uh, uh, Northwestern uh, it's it's I think it's going to be uh, uh, a thing if it gets postponed or canceled that uh, it, nobody will be shedding tears. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I think like even the NFL games in London. Like they bring in a lot of people and there's, they've, I've seen some things that are saying that it's like converting more and more British people to watching uh, American football, but really you're not going to change like in Ireland, in England, in Europe, they watch soccer. They're not, some people could start like caring about football as a side thing, but it's as available as it's going to be. I mean, everyone has TV, everyone has phones. You can download the ESPN app, watch on ESPN if you really want to. It's not that hard. Um, And I think having Nebraska play Northwestern, like I get it that they want to try to make something special out of it. But if you're going to play, if you're going to go all the way to Dublin, why would you not have like Alabama play, like, like play Michigan or something like that? Like some, like maybe that's not a good example because Alabama probably destroy Michigan. But like, why would you not have a like a better game? Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not knocking either of these teams, but I they're not they I mean they they weren't even top half of the Big Ten really. Northwestern's terrible. Northwestern finished under the, we both have the same record last year. I don't I don't know why they would decide to put to have these two teams play well, in Dublin, good. but are planned years in advance and Nebraska is yep. going to go to the play. Uh, uh, they're going to play Illinois there. And then that got changed. And then they had to add uh, uh, the Fordham game. And it was, it was really kind of a 
a mess. But yeah, I'm if if I had the vote, I'd say never don't do any of those things. Maybe Canada, I don't know. I even at that, I just I just want to have the the local businesses reap. And considering all those teams, all the college football programs, all the athletic programs have taken a hit due to COVID, give them another chance to make some money back. It's yeah. I, I just I. I don't, I don't get that, but anyhow. So we have one other subject to talk about, and that is tomorrow night's game. That is Monday night's game between Georgia and Alabama. How do you see the game, Will? Um, I think, well, so ESPN, uh, last I saw, their FPI is giving Georgia a 58% chance to win. It did this last time, and I don't know if Georgia – I mean, maybe, maybe my view is tainted based on the SEC title game. But yeah. I don't I, I, I don't know. I can't see Georgia winning this game at all. I don't I don't give them really a chance. I don't think like Alabama has they, they figured out how to break down Georgia's defense. And when Georgia's defense doesn't play well, Georgia loses. Or if Georgia's defense gives up a whole bunch of points, Georgia's Georgia loses because their offense can create points, but they're not against good defenses like Alabama's Georgia's offense can't create enough points where it matter where it's close enough to, to like give us a good game. I don't think this is going to be a good title game. I, I know that like everyone's talking about motivation and stuff like that, but really when it comes down to it, it's Nick Saban against Kirby smart. Again, Kirby smart has never beaten Nick Saban. He wants to, but he see he can't figure out how to. And we've seen it multiple, multiple times that he's tried his that he that he's tried all these different things. Stetson Bennett looked terrible in the SEC championship game. Uh and he looked really good against Michigan, but uh I Michigan's defense has one really good pass rusher in, in Hutchinson versus Alabama coming out with coming at you with three really good linebackers and a really good defensive yeah. front. And you, I mean, and Will Anderson's one of Will Anderson Jr. is one of those uh, outside linebackers who was absolutely destroying Desmond Ritter in the semifinal game. And right. I don't, and I mean, and you have that speed on defense versus Jordan Davis, the nose tackle or defensive tackle for Georgia who's like 305 or something like that. They made, he was at like 335 or something like that before they brought him in. I, I don't know if that, those numbers are exactly correct, but he had to lose quite a bit of poundage to be able to even play. So it's like, it's like watching like in the SEC title game, it was like watching uh, Warren Sapp against Nebraska in the uh, yeah. 90, what, 96, Bowl. Yeah. Nine, 95. Yeah. 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 So the 95, it was like, he was just gassed because he cannot yeah. pass rush every single down. And George only has like Nicobe Dean is their linebacker. They don't have like their, their defense is good. It has not allowed a lot of points, but they allowed, uh, I mean, against Alabama last time, it, it just looked horrible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You, you, I, do you agree with me on that, or do you think they'll be closer? Well, I think, and I've said this of, of these two teams, the only two teams that could beat these two teams are these two teams. That sounds kind of funny to say. Yeah. That, but yeah. But <laughs> look, look what Georgia did to Michigan, and look what Michigan did to Ohio State. Yeah. Now, Bama, Bama beat Cincinnati. I, I'm 
to be honest with you, I thought they would have killed him worse than that. Maybe they called off the dogs. I saw the game, but I think I fell asleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't it, blame you. It, it, you look at uh, Georgia's Georgia averages 39 points a game, and they surrender 9.6 points per game. Bama is 41.4 versus 19.2. Yeah. And then then I looked at, I looked at some common foes that those guys played in the in the uh, in this in the conference season. Uh, Arkansas, Georgia beat them 37 to nothing. Bama. 42-35. They just edged them. Yeah. Tennessee, Georgia beat uh, Tennessee 41-17. Bama beat them 52-24. Yeah. And Florida, not a very good Florida team this year, 34-7. to Georgia beat them. And Bama just edged them by two points, 31-29. So I, I get what you're saying. And I, I, I think the difference is Bryce Young, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. So many. Uh, these are the two best teams. Uh, yeah. You know, people can not like that or like it or whatever. I know it's a, it's a bore. My brother called me the other day. And says, You're, "Are you even going to watch the game Monday night?" I said, "Of course." Yeah. Of course. I I think this game, the over and under is fifty two points. I'm, uh, you know, uh, part of me says I think that's a it, that would be a score of twenty seven twenty five, which I think. I think it'll be a close game. I don't. I don't think. Uh, and Alabama should be favored. And if I were betting, I'd, I'd bet on Alabama because. Yep. If Bryce Young is probably the difference. He's a he's a great player. You wonder if he will leave after this season. I don't know if he's eligible to do that. He's um, not yet. He's a sophomore, so he has to wait one more year, which is kind of scary. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, and then if if you're looking for a team to cheer for you got you know uh, Stetson Bennett who was a he was a walk-on yeah nobody wanted and he just kept working and kept getting better and so many of the the football players and and anybody trying to do excel in anything it's the mental part you get down like I don't think I can do this and as soon as you think you can't you can't and Bennett has just stuck around he's stuck around and here he is playing for a national championship I don't, yeah. I don't think this, I think it's going to be a close game and I hope that's the case. Yeah. Uh, same. I, I hope for entertainment's sake, it is the case. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to see Georgia win. Um, that would be great. They, Georgia hasn't won a national championship since 1980. So that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't have a dog in the, in the fight. So, but I will be rooting for Georgia and, and I hope they can hang with Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I, I mean, I think, um, what the so what the announcers were saying last or sorry in the SEC championship game was it's going to take 35 plus points to win this game. Uh, talking about the SEC championship game, they were right. Alabama scored 41 and Georgia only scored 24. But right. so I think I, I think same thing applies here. I I think I'd take the over on the over under uh, for if I was betting on this. But yeah, well, you might be right. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't bet on, I don't bet on games. So Yeah, no, me neither. I'm not allowed but, to. <laughs> well, you're smart. Cause, uh, <laughs> but anyhow, I think that probably wraps up our, uh, our uh, podcast, excuse me, for today. I, I, I think it's been great uh, visiting with you and. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. This and, is fun. 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, right, we'll, well, we'll, yeah. well I was going to, we'll see everybody in a week or two. Is two yeah, weeks. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, uh, maybe m- probably in a week, probably, uh, probably in two weeks. Cause I, I'm going to be gone a little bit next week. I'm going up to Estes for uh, a leadership retreat thing. So, yeah. So okay. I, I think probably we'll, we'll talk to you guys again in two weeks. And uh, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today, Grandpa. That was fun. You bet. All right. We will talk to you guys in uh, two weeks.